Heart to Heart, a Catholic media ministry presents Season of Joy, Reflections for the 50 Days of Easter. Today's reflection is by Geraldine Hoxie Sparrow. Geraldine is the director and curator of classes at The Hive, Center for Contemplation, Art, and Action in Cincinnati. She is also a fabric artist and creator of the Social Fabric DNA Experience. Geraldine and her husband, proud parents and grandparents, offer marriage enrichment retreats across the country. Now let's listen to today's scripture, followed by Geraldine's reflection. The Holy Gospel according to John Jesus said to his disciples, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine grower. He takes away every branch in me that does not bear fruit, and every one that does, he prunes so that it bears more fruit. You are already pruned. Because of the word that I spoke to you, remain in me as I remain in you. Just as a branch cannot bear fruit on its own unless it remains on the vine, so neither can you unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever remains in me, and I in him, will bear much fruit, because without me you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me will be thrown out like a branch and wither. People will gather them and throw them into a fire, and they will be burned. If you remain in me, and my words remain in you. Ask for whatever you want, and it will be done for you. By this is my Father glorified, that you bear much fruit and become my disciples. The Gospel of the Lord. I recently saw a news piece on the vineyards of the Aar Valley in Germany, which suffered significant damage as a result of catastrophic flooding in July 2021. What struck me in the piece was the sense of sorrow and love that the vine grower conveyed in speaking about the many vines that did not survive the flood. Some vines did make it. They had some green life left in the vine and would eventually, with careful tending and pruning, be able to bear fruit again. I have read that vine growers, having spent decades tending to them through all sorts of conditions and harvests, sometimes speak of their vines as if they were distinct personalities. As I pondered today's gospel, I kept thinking about that German grower's commitment to his vines and marveled at how much more compassion and love God has for me as one of the many branches attached to the eternal, evergreen, ever-vital vine that is Jesus. I am filled with joy and no little trepidation at the thought of the continuous pruning and cultivation process 
that is involved in producing an abundant harvest. Pruning, in human terms, generally involves loss and pain of some sort. It may be a simple pruning, like a sprained ankle that slows us down for a while and increases our appreciation of our own physical abilities and the help that others regularly offer us. Or it may be more drastic, cutting us almost to the quick, like the unexpected death of a loved one or a serious illness. Now, I'm not saying that all the bad things that happen to people are prunings by God. I am saying, though, that my reliance on God as the source of love has helped me to grow in new ways and given me comfort in challenging times. We can rise to the occasion and grow more abundant in love and compassion or shrivel up in self-pity, cynicism, doubt. Twenty years ago, my youngest brother James took a trip to China. It was the fourth or fifth continent he had visited. We had always been close. I was ten when he was born, and my mother teased that his feet never had to touch the floor when I was around, because I carried him everywhere until he was almost four. But I was beginning to feel a lot of envy surrounding his travel. At the time, our children were 10 and 14, and with tuition, a mortgage, upkeep on a hundred-year-old house, and my husband and I both working full-time, we hadn't done much in the way of exotic travel. As a result of that envy, my blue eyes had definitely turned green. I hardly asked him about his trip at all. I didn't ask to see pictures, hear stories, anything. Now, I did hear and see some things because we have a large family and there were others who were asking, but not me, not directly. A month later, he died in his sleep. No known cause. Among other pain and sorrow, I was left with massive regret for my failure to love as God loves, to have allowed my petty envy to get in the way of sharing our love for travel and deepening our relationship. I believe one of the fruits of my brother's death, that drastic pruning, has been a practice I started soon after of congratulating people on whatever brings up even a whiff of envy in me. In real life terms, this looks like, wow, I love your new kitchen. You deserve it. I'm so happy for you. All of which was true. And when I said it to that friend, she nearly cried because she said no one had said anything like that to her, only that they were envious, which made her feel like maybe she didn't deserve it. I often ask people to tell me more about their trips or their grandchildren. I will say this does come with some risk. Ultimately, though, I find that relationships are deepened and the sense of love and compassion I receive is well worth the effort of giving. The refrain of a musical setting for a contemporary translation of an old prayer, the Anima Christi, has become a mantra for me as I face the daily acts of pruning as a branch of the true vine. Jesus, Jesus, may all that is you be present in me. Flow into me, 
May Jesus be the source of love and compassion for each of us. We hope you've enjoyed today's Season of Joy Reflection. Tune in tomorrow for the next edition in our Easter series. And if you haven't already joined our email list, visit htoh.us to sign up and receive more inspirational content delivered right to your inbox. May God bless your heart and the hearts of all your loved ones.